In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. A warm welcome to Mass here at St Bride's today, which is the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Alec Muir. Welcome to yourself, Rose, and all the family and all family friends who are here uh, with us today. Today uh, we gather in the church then to pray for Alec at the end of his life. We've come to offer Mass for him today, which was always so dear to him. In the Mass, of course, we are sat down at the table with the Lord in anticipation of the great feast in heaven, where we will again be sat down in the Father's house, in which there are many rooms. The Eucharist, of course, is the sign of the great promise that we're given and the great invitation to the heavenly banquet. Alec, of course, would be glad that we have come to remember him today and to pray for him. We remember yourself, Rose, and all of the family too, who loved him very much indeed. And we pray for consolation and peace for you in this day and in days to come. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant Alec, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise they did appear to die. Their going looked like a disaster. They're leaving us like annihilation. But they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction, great will their blessings be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out. As sparks run through the stubble, so will they. They shall judge nations, rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust in him will understand the truth. 
those who are faithful will live with him in love. For grace and mercy await those he has chosen. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. With God on our side, who can be against us? Since God did not spare his own son, but gave him up to benefit us all, we may be certain, after such a gift, that he will not refuse anything he can give. Could anyone accuse those that God has chosen? When God acquits, could anyone condemn? Could Jesus Christ? No, he died only for us. He rose from the dead. And there at God's right hand, he stands and pleads for us. Nothing, therefore, can come between us and the love of Christ, even if we are troubled or worried or being persecuted or lacking food or clothes 
or being threatened or even attacked. These are the trials through which we triumph by the power of him who loved us. For I am certain of this, neither death nor life, no angel, no prince, nothing that exists, nothing still to come, nor any power or height or depth, nor any created thing can ever come between us and the love of God made visible in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my Father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am you may be too, and you know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Very often you might hear priests mention a person's baptism on the occasion of a funeral. And this might seem strange to recall something that happened at the beginning of a person's life on the day in which we are marking the end of a person's life. But we believe that in baptism something very significant happens to us. Something changes the course of our life. The grace of God enters into our life in a special way. And we are transformed by that grace and we walk with it throughout our life. In this very church on the 13th of September 1933, the baptism of Alec took place just five days after he was born on the 8th of September, the feast of Our Lady's birthday. The priest who celebrated the baptism was the curate in those days, Father James Lillis. Not by coincidence, I'm sure, for someone born on Our Lady's birthday, that he was to have a loving devotion to Our Lady all through his life. Even today is the feast of Our Lady too. No one in that church on that day could have known what would be the course of Alec's life. No one could ever have known it. Not his parents, his godparents, nor anyone that was there on that day. No one would know 
that he would go on to live a very long life of 89 years, that he would be married for 60 years, and that he would live to see his six children grow up, married and settled, and live to see nine grandchildren born and grow up to But everyone believed in that church in that day in 1933 that the grace of the sacrament of baptism would lead Alec through his life and guide him through his life and alter the change and alter and change the course of his life. For he would walk with the light guiding him, stopping him from falling and keeping him on the right road. That he would be given in that moment the gift of faith that would be kept right to the end and grow even stronger and deeper in him. Those people who gathered in that day believed it and their belief itself was proved true. It would indeed be the light which would lead him to heaven. His parents, I'm sure, would be very proud of the man that he became and the strong baptismal faith that he kept right to the end. The light that he received was kept burning brightly. The readings of Mass today remind us of the consolation of faith. We are safe and secure in the knowledge that God has everything in his hands. No harm will come to us. Nothing will separate us from the love of God. Along the way, I'm sure that Alec knew that consolation of faith too. Prayers answered, strength given in times of trouble, wisdom given to know the right things to do in life. I'm sure that he knew all of these consolations. But we know also that he knew the consolation of where his road in life was leading, not to some dead end or darkness, but to God himself. He knew this and believed it all his life. As I mentioned at the beginning of the Mass in the Eucharist, the Mass we believe, the Lord sits us down in this great meal in which we are fed. But we believe also that it's an anticipation of an even greater feast to which all of us will be invited to at the end of our life. Just a few words about Alec's life by way of reflection for us today. He was born in 1933, his parents Alec and Helen. He was one of 10 children, eight boys and two girls. He had a most happy childhood, playing football and going on long walks. He attended the parish here and made his sacraments here with the exception of the sacrament of marriage. He attended St Bride's Primary School and went to Our Lady's High School. As was the case for men in those days, he did national service for him to Aldergrove and Acklington. He went on to study modern languages at Glasgow University and during his studies he met Rose. They married in the Good Shepherd Cathedral in Ayr on the 3rd of July in 1962. They pitched camp here in Cambus Lang in 1963 where they raised their children, John, Alec, George, Rose, Margaret and Anne. His working life of course was, as you know, a teacher. First at St Mary's Hamilton and then he was head teacher at the small school of St John's in Blackwood, and then head teacher at St Patrick's Stephen, Straven. He was himself a very accomplished teacher, 
and a very accomplished head teacher too, well liked by the school community. I'm sure it wasn't an easy task to please everyone. He had a long career which ended with his retirement in 1989. Family life, of course, was very important to him. He was an excellent father to the family. Holidays were happy times, and I think both himself and Rose made a conscious decision to show them all the nice places to visit in Scotland, rather than going abroad. Tents featured first, and then it graduated to the caravan. Ardemarkin became a much-loved place for all the family. It was on their first visit there that they met the Cameron family, who became close friends. Both himself and Rose settled well into retirement, turned their attention, of course, to cultivating their beautiful garden. They were delighted when the family grew with the arrival of Debbie and Leslie, Julie, John, Jimmy and Paul, and, of course, the beloved grandchildren, Alice, Aidan, Mark, Joseph, Michael, Andrew, Paul, Lucy and John. The grandchildren became the apple of his eye, and Alec taught them about nature, birds, wildlife, plains, and much more. Both himself and Rose were very content, happy at home, delighted when the family themselves visited, and delighted to see their lifelong friend, Peter Scullion, visiting too. In the last years, illness came, but he still managed a broad smile and a song too. He was blessed with a very nice nature, gentle and caring, and he also had a very good sense of humour. I always kind of thought of him as whimsical. You could pick up the humour in any given situation. His poor hearing, of course, was a difficulty and brought it its own cross, but even here he managed to. I always thought of Alec that he was a very blessed and content man. He had a long and happy marriage to Rose and was able to mark 60 years this year. So many blessings of happiness and contentment came to them both. And the family, especially today, thank God for the great influence that he has been in all of their lives and the good example that he gave them in everything. It's strange, isn't it? Where it began, here it ends. It began here in this church those years ago, and it ends here in this church once again. Alec loved this church and the parish, and of course it meant a great deal to him. His parents and godparents carried him here for his baptism, and today a new generation of the family carry him to this church for final prayers. Where it all began, here it now ends. You can't help thinking that there's something very profound in that. If people carried him here, what's much more important is what he experienced in life, and that was the grace of God that carried him through life. Those prayers of his own parents uh, were answered in a way that they could never have imagined. 
the baby that came here became a fine man, achieved much and had a long life. We can't help thinking that they would be very proud of him indeed. Our prayer today for him is that he rests in peace and that God will bless him for all his work and that God will give him joy at the end of his journey in heaven where God, whom he loved and served all his life, will be honoured and praised in heaven. I invite you to join in our offertory hymn of today's Mass. Pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your Son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful judge, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace 
when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth and before you without end we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant Alec, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who is united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. We pray with confidence to God, our Father, in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever.
Peace of the Lord be with you always. Let's offer one another a sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. to say a word of invitation to you to Holy Communion today but if you would not like to receive Holy Communion but maybe you would like to receive a blessing please feel free to come forward and just to put your hands on your breast and I'll give you a blessing uh, as you come forward if you don't want to receive Communion or a blessing then just to remain seated
with his prayer. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey. Mercifully grant that, strengthened by it, our dear brother may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Please join in our recessional hymn, Hail Queen of Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> 